0: 5 Families That Vanished Without a Trace It's alarming when someone goes missing. People don't know where they are or what happened. But when entire families disappear, it moves the sinister level to a higher degree. The cases on this list are frightening to say the least. These are 5 families that vanished without a trace. Number 5. The Shulls Family The Schell's family, from Drog, Lower Saxony, and Germany, looked like a normal trio from the outside. 41-year-old Marco, his wife Sylvia, who was 43, and their 12-year-old daughter, Miriam, all lived in a small home. On July 21, 2015, they were seen visiting a horse farm close to where they lived. The next day was the last day of school for Miriam before the holidays would start. Although the weather was pleasant, Miriam got sick and decided to stay home. Her father, Marco, decided to stay with her while Sylvia attended work at a nearby supermarket. But on July 24th, Sylvia didn't show up for work. Concerned for her well-being, her boss called police and reported her missing. Cops visited the Shull's home, they knocked and called but no one answered. When they finally forced open the doors, all they found were the family cats. Authorities searched inside and found nothing missing. Their wallets and paperwork were intact save for Miriam's favorite stuffed animals. Police and the public searched for the trio until July 31st when they discovered the body of Marco. He was found in the River Elbe about 20 kilometers from their home. He had been bound and his legs weighed down with a piece of concrete. There were no other signs of injury or drugs in his system. When they combed the area. They found Miriam's bike underwater close to where Marco's body was. Police believe Marco committed suicide because there were no signs of foul play. They then focused their attention in looking for the missing females. Authorities deployed scent dogs and the animals tracked down Sylvia and Miriam's trail heading to the river but could not locate it any further after that. The river was searched using a sonar boat and divers were sent in by early August but still they found nothing. According to the timeline, the last time anyone saw Miriam or Sylvia was on July 22nd. Miriam had a doctor's appointment, but missed it. Sylvia showed up for work and left for home somewhere around 4 or 5 p.m. Marco made two calls on the same day around 5.25 p.m. and 7.33 p.m. He was also seen by a witness throwing trash away in the evening. On the 23rd, Marco was seen by witnesses heading home around 7:30 a.m. driving Sylvia's gray car. What's odd is that he had his license revoked for drunk driving and should not have been driving at all. A host of theories have since popped up. Many say Marco likely killed Sylvia and Miriam before killing himself. However, no motive has been found, including any suicide letter. It was reported he was an alcoholic although it is unknown whether he was violent with his family. To this day, Sylvia and Miriam still remain missing. Number 4. The McStay Family On February 4, 2010, Joseph McStay, who was 40, his wife Summer, who was 43, and their sons Gianni, who was 4, and Joseph Jr., who was 3, from Fallbrook, California, mysteriously vanished from their home. Over the next few days, family members tried unsuccessfully to reach them. Joseph's brother visited their home and found it empty. He then reported the family missing. Police searched through the place and found no evidence of a struggle or foul play, but they noted the family left in haste since there was a carton of raw eggs on the counter and two child-sized bowls of popcorn on the sofa. During the investigation, they discovered that on February 8th, The family's vehicle was towed from a strip mall parking lot in San Cedro, San Diego, close to the Mexican border, although they couldn't determine where it had been between February 4th and February 8th. For three years, the McStay's disappearance remained a mystery, but on November 11th, 2013, a motorcyclist came across four sets of human remains in shallow graves around the desert near Victorville, California. After two days, the remains were identified to belong to Joseph and Summer and later on their two young boys. Police said the family died from blunt force trauma, receiving multiple blows to the head. It was believed they were killed with a three pound sledgehammer after being tortured for some time. When the family first disappeared, many speculated they left for Mexico voluntarily. During a search on the family's computers, it was found that someone had searched for Spanish language lessons and inquired what documents children needed to travel to Mexico. Surveillance footage on the Mexican border captured what looked to be a family of four walking on the pedestrian gateway, and many believed that this was the McStays. However, others found it difficult to accept the theory since their savings account contained $100,000 and there was no sign of withdrawals or funds used prior to the trip. In addition, their account sat untouched after they disappeared too. To add to the mystery, it was found that Summer had changed her name multiple times and that she was actually 10 years older than what was indicated on most of her legal documents. As time went by, police and the public focused on Chase Merritt, McStay's business partner. He was the last known person to have had contact with Joseph and the first to notice he was missing. He also had several felony convictions for burglary and receiving stolen property. Merritt also admitted he stayed with Joseph for an hour on the day that he and his family went missing. By November 5, 2014, detectives arrested Chase in connection with the McStay's disappearance and deaths, saying DNA recovered from the McStay's vehicle led back to Merritt, even though he said he had never driven the car before. Chase is now facing four counts of murder. It's alleged he had a gambling problem and killed the family for financial gain. After the family went missing, Merritt wrote checks amounting to $21,000 on Joseph McStay's business account and went on a gambling spree. During the case hearing in July of 2018, a judge ruled that there's sufficient evidence for Merritt to stand trial. Number 3. Evie Kenworthy On February 27, 2016, 21-year-old Evie Kenworthy, her boyfriend, Robert Mosley, who was 26, and their three children left for a trip to Tulsa, Oklahoma. According to Evie's mother, the family had just cashed in their income tax money and decided to go on the trip. When Evie left, she gave her mother a hug, told her she loved her, and said, I'll see you soon. The trip was a chance for the couple to sort out their relationship. In the seven years they were together, it had been a series of ups and downs. At some point, they had a three month split and only reconciled just prior to the trip. When three weeks had passed and Evie and her family never returned, her mother became alarmed. Evie was supposed to come home during the weekend to see her brother who was visiting after living out of state for more than a year. As each day passed and no communication from the family was received, Evie's mother reached out to the authorities. The Hominy Police Department weren't sure how to handle the case since it seemed like only a lack of communication between family members. They also couldn't find anything unusual in the situation to raise any red flags. However, Evie's mother said there were some things odd when the family disappeared. She explained that her daughter and her children didn't bring any of their clothes, but her boyfriend Robert took all of his. Oddly though, he left his cell phone. The couple was last seen driving in their late model gray Ford Escape bearing an Osage national license plate. When first reported missing, the family's disappearance caused headlines and tons of speculation. Did Robert Mosley have anything to do with their disappearance? Was the family okay or were they abducted? And why didn't they bother to return calls or emails? After months of no communication the missing family finally phoned in to the family members to let them know that they were okay. All of them were apparently safe and sound. However, no information was provided by police as to why the family took so long to get in touch and why. Number 2. Simon Cadwell Hailed as the Doomsday Cult family, the disappearance of Simon Cadwell, who was 45, Chantelle McDougall, who was 27, her 6-year-old daughter, Leela McDougall, and their family friend and boarder, Antonio Poppik, who was 40, triggered a nationwide investigation. Days before they disappeared, the family, from Nanup, Western Australia, called their real estate agent and told him they were leaving their home and that he could have the furniture. They tacked a note on the front door saying they were heading to Brazil packed their belongings and left for Busselton on July 13, 2007. They sold their car, and after that, they were nowhere to be found. It was in October when Chantel's family officially reported them missing because they thought they had simply been on a holiday. When police started the investigation, they found no signs of foul play in the home. They also checked on all three of the adults' bank accounts, and all their money had not been touched. As for their trip to Brazil. There were no records of Chantel or the rest of the brood ever leaving Australia. Neighbors and locals who knew of the family said that they kept to themselves. Chantal was described by her former boss as a polite and diligent worker, while Simon is described as an eccentric yet charismatic man. Neighbors said he would rant and rave about electromagnetic fields and how he believed that there was a conspiracy against him and his daughter Leela. Police later found out Simon was leading an internet doomsday cult called Truth Fellowship, which had 40 followers worldwide. Members of the group met online in a forum called The Gateway, where Cadwell went by the username C. Their teaching and philosophies are taken from a book written by Cadwell called Servers of the Divine Plan. But this wasn't the only revelation. Apparently, Simon is actually named Gary Feltham. A British national who had stolen the identity of a former associate back in the 1990s. Police believe he may be a con man who moved from Britain to Australia years prior. For years, the trail of the missing family led to dead ends. Then in 2013, someone phoned police and informed them a man using Popix identification had stayed at a hostel on July 15, 2007. His driver's license and photo was used to rent a double room this same man traveled by train from bunbury to perth that afternoon before heading to calgary the next day the tickets were purchased under the name j roberts there was no reported sighting of Chantal or leela however on that train many believe it could have been Popek himself or even cadwell with his history of identity theft who used the information Since then, the mystery of the family's disappearance continues. To this day, there's no absolute proof they are still alive, but no proof they have died as well. They've simply vanished, with no further signs or sightings. Number 1. The Martin Family It was December 7, 1958 when the Martin family from Portland, Oregon went on a day trip to the Columbia River Gorge and never returned. Made up of Kenneth Martin, who was 54, his 48-year-old wife Barbara, their daughters Barbie, who was 14, 13-year-old Susan, and Virginia, who was 11. Their eldest son Donald, who was 28, was stationed in New York and serving the United States Navy when the rest of the family disappeared. On the evening of December 6, 1958, both Kenneth and Barbara attended a Christmas party. On the 7th, the family made plans for a day trip to the Columbia River Gorge, where they intended to gather greens to serve as Christmas wreaths and decoration. The couple and their three daughters left late that morning in their red Ford Country Squire station wagon. But when Kenneth didn't show up for work on the 9th, he was reported missing, and an investigation was underway. Police found no signs of foul play in the home. There were still dishes on the drying rack laundry inside the washing machine, and the couple's substantial savings left untouched. Police traced the family's route, and a gas station attendant reported seeing them get gas at 4 p.m. on the day they went missing. Afterwards, they were spotted at a restaurant 20 miles from Cascade Locks, while other witnesses said they spotted the family at an unspecified spot in the north bank of the Columbia River in Washington State during dusk. During their search for the family, police found a stolen white Chevrolet at Cascade Locks the same day the Martins disappeared. Police dismissed it, since it didn't match the Martins' vehicle. Then the next day, two suspects were arrested for car theft in Hood River County. On December 28th, a woman's glove was found near the abandoned white vehicle, and some reported it was similar to what Barbara Martin would wear, but couldn't be identified as belonging to her they also discovered a stolen thirty eight handgun. While police tried, they couldn't find any links between the stolen vehicles and the Martin family's disappearance. After three months, a volunteer searcher found tire tracks leading off a cliff at the Dallies in Oregon, and they supposedly matched those of the Martin's Ford station wagon. Another three months went by, when on May 1st, 1959, a river drilling rig said they hooked something of substantial weight in their anchor but it became dislodged when they tried pulling it to the surface. They weren't sure what it was, but two days after, the body of Susan Martin was found in the north bank of the Columbia River, 70 miles from the Dalis. Then Virginia Martin's body was also found close to the Bonneville Dam the very next day. Both bodies were autopsied. Officially, it was declared the girls had died from drowning, but one of the technicians who took the fingerprints before the autopsy indicated to the medical examiner that he thought there were bullet holes in the head of the bodies of the girls. The sheriff of Hood River County at the time suspected the river drilling rig might have overturned the Martin's car at the bottom of the river and took out a door allowing for the bodies to be dislodged and escaped downstream. The bodies were badly decomposed though, so the bullet holes were never verified in the report. Although searches were conducted using both helicopter and sonar, the results were fruitless. To this day, the bodies of Barbara, Barbie, and Kenneth Martin still remain missing. Theories about what happened soon began circulating. Some say it's possible Kenneth accidentally crashed the vehicle into the river, while others say the family may have been abducted and forced off the cliffside. Police suspect foul play in the family's disappearance based on the suspicious tire tracks indicating the vehicle was pushed off a cliff. Also, it's unclear whether the arrest of the two ex-convicts in Hood River the day the family disappeared were tied to the case. So there were five families that vanished without a trace. When entire families go missing, it can be very tough for those close to them. Some of these families have relatives today who still hope that one day they'll find out what exactly happened to their loved ones so they can finally have some closure in their lives. If you liked this video, then please remember to subscribe to our channel. We have new videos coming out every Wednesday and Saturday that we know you'll want to check out. Thanks for watching, and we'll see you soon.